Behind the Herald Headlines with Darren Mann. Behind the Herald Headlines with Darren Mann today, looking at a disturbing story which you can find on heraldlive.co.za. A bus classroom on a road to nowhere. No one deserves to be taught like this, say parents of farm school pupils. What's happening? A farm school, short of facilities, is using a bus as a classroom. It's a rickety bus. It's not safe at all. They share the facilities, sometimes with snakes and monkeys, and more than one grade being taught on the bus. It's not an ideal situation. It's not an acceptable situation. Most would agree. We're chatting now with the Eastern Cape Education MEC spokesperson, Mali Mtima. Mali, how long have you been aware of this situation and what can be done about it? Good morning to you uh, and your listeners, uh, Mr. Man. I hope you are aware. Good, good. Thank you. We're hoping to solve this problem. Can we? Uh, we are going to solve this problem, like many others who are going to solve it. How long have you known about this situation at the farm school outside Kareka? Look, for starters, uh, the school was started by the department with the, uh, by renting uh, this facility to the uh, from from the owner for for the for the use of uh, a school. Um, uh, amongst other things that was agreed upon is that the the farm owner um, will provide uh, with the facility. The department will pay the rent so that uh, learners from uh, from local farms can access education. Secondly, uh, scholar transport was provided to ensure that uh, despite the, the distance from the school, uh, learners can come through and attend. Um, According to the report we have received from the district, uh, in 2020, remember the school was then from grade one up to grade three. In 2020, the school grew and as such, the, the, the landlord or the owner of the, of the, of the farm, uh, Mr. Dreyer then, um, uh, deposited, I mean, donated a bus uh, that, according to him, uh, was meant for five learners then who were younger so that they, it can be used as a grade R facility. And um, he then appointed someone uh, to, 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 to teach these uh, five grade R learners. Um, over time, we've learned that uh, the, the class, of course, is being used by other grades. Um, upon learning about this, we are talking with the landlord to ensure that this is um, uh, this facility gets uh, upgraded. Number one, number two. Um, remember, this is a farm, farm school, and it's in a property. I mean, I mean, it's in a private property. As the department, we cannot build. The conditions of the of the of the uh, agreement is that whenever we need uh, something, we must talk to the landlord, as we cannot uh, erect and or build anything uh, in this farm. You've got to ask, if you're responsible for paying the rent and concluding a rental agreement, you're going to be satisfied the facilities are up to scratch. Otherwise, you won't enter into the agreement. How is it that an agreement came about with facilities that aren't up to scratch? Just like um, um, when you take uh, one of these chain stores and, and, uh, and, and make it your own, you as the runner has got the responsibility of talking to the person whom you are, if you are owning a franchise, whom is the owner of the actual store, for instance, in this regard. Um, 
the expectation was that the principal, the SCP, and the ETO would be the ones that I would that would be talking now and then with the school, with, with the landlord, so that these conditions can change. Because as the department, we are paying, and as such, we expect them, which is the SCP, the school principal, and the ETO, to ensure that, including the district, of course, to ensure that the facility is provided, the facility provided, is up to scratch. Hence, as the province, because we said, look for an area or look for a space that is appropriate for teaching and learning or conducive for teaching and learning. When we pay, we are paying as the provincial office with the hope that the three that are involved uh, will be able to talk to the farm owner so that the conditions uh, of the schools uh, remain above board or remain conducive. Because as the province, we have them representing us there uh, to ensure that the facility that is provided is up to scratch. For instance, um, like I said, if you are owning a franchise, it's uh, up to you to ensure that the food that you sell is not rotten because you run the store, not the original owner of the, of the franchise. Mali, I'm not sure I understand because surely there are basic norms and standards yes. agreed, agreed nationally when it comes to education. It's a vital, vital part of society that we need to get right. There are documented norms and standards when it comes to education, and it's the department who are the final authority to make sure that those are applied. Look, that's why we've, we've started an investigation as the department to check what went wrong, because, like I was saying to these are the expectations. The expectations is that uh, as the people that are running the school on the ground, they are supposed to observe these norms and standards as set out, number one, number two, surely we, are, we cannot be paying for, a, for, for, for for kids to learn in a bus. We should be paying for a facility. Hence, the bus is not part of what was uh, paid for, but it's a donation, number one. Number two, um, the school leadership in this regard is the one that is supposed to be providing reports so that we can intervene. For instance, as a person who's running the, 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 the school is supposed to provide now and then reports uh, to the ETO so that we can know the state of the school from where we are. We cannot know the state of the school from where we are uh, if these people that we've uh, uh, provided them with authority to run that are not doing their job. Hence, we're saying there is an investigation that is underway because we cannot settle for this, number one. Number two, the payment should be equivalent to what we're getting. That's why we have instituted an investigation to check what happened, what went wrong, because according to us, we're paying for a, a to, we're renting a facility that is conducive for teaching and learning. Hence, we're saying now, what went wrong? Why are we having this? Why are we paying? That investigation will unearth um, what, what happened behind the scenes so that we can know how did it get to this uh, level? How did it get to here? Because we cannot settle for this. We cannot pay for this uh, facility if it's not conducive for teaching and learning. Do you not do inspections at all as the department? Like I said, the EDO is the inspector. That is that is deployed in the or appointed in the area to ensure that um, he manages or he looks after the running of these schools. Apart from that, we have a community there that that is represented by the uh, by by the SGP in education that is supposed to raise these issues with us. 
Equally, we've got a school management team that is supposed to submit a report now and then to the district via the, 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 the ETO, which is the, the inspector. Surely, uh, the investigation uh, that we are conducting will unearth what went wrong, because according to us, like I said, you are paying for a, a, an environment that is conducive for teaching and learning. Well, clearly it isn't. And should your investigation, yes. should your investigation confirm that, Will you be upgrading the facility? Will you be building new classrooms, prefabs, for example? What can the pupils and their teachers look forward to? For for starters, uh, once uh, we have um, we have uh, we have um, the investigation um, has been concluded, it will come up with recommendations uh, to state what will be the next step. Uh, it could be first one heads may roll. Number two, um, apart from that, we uh, that the contract will be reviewed because remember the understanding is that the, the environment is conducive for teaching and learning, but the the, the reports that we are getting are contrary. To that. Hence, with the recommendations, will state clear the, 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 the path to follow, whether it's a disciplinary hearing, whether it's, it's a cancellation of contract, whether it's, but the recommendations of the investigation will give us a clarity on what the department should be should do. Of concern, Mali, is the fact that investigations like this rarely take place very quickly. They're quite lengthy. What happens to the learners and their parents and loved ones? What do they do while the investigation plays itself out and recommendations are are made? Currently, the district director has established a team uh, that is um, quickly working on this to ensure. Remember, we're about to write, um, we have started trial examination for high schools. And we are about to write our final examination, so it's a must that we uh, we speed up the, the the investigation before we even write a final examination. Such should be concluded so that uh, we can um, know what will be the way forward. Uh, and uh, in the meantime, uh, the district uh, with uh, with the team will then uh, look at appropriate means that could be established currently so that we we avert a disaster here because this this is a disaster. We want to avert it by ensuring that the team uh, that has been established uh, provide quickly with, because they're they're supposed to provide a preliminary report before the final one. The preliminary one should be able to say, in the meantime, this is what we we, we can, we can, we can, we can, we can, we can opt for. For instance, uh, I'm aware that initially there were reports or there was, um, 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 an undertaking by the community to look for a local school that is suitable. And um, there were recommendations that were made then, but seemingly they didn't agree. Now, those discussions, we are going to be part of the investigation to see what else can be done, because if this facility is no longer suitable, as we have thought it is, uh, what could be the way forward to ensure that these learners also, one, are able to still get access to education too, but they get that education in an environment that is uh, suitable for such. In terms of being the final authority to make sure that the basic norms and guidelines in terms of education are adhered to, you're saying that you rely on support from EDOs and from SGPs. I'm wondering if there are other schools that are affected and how they can go about making sure that their children get quality education as well. 
this thing has is, is, is raised an alarm uh, for us. And as such, um, there are, like I said, uh, there are plans to address this. We, we, as the department, this acted as a tip of an iceberg. And as such, uh, we, 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 we considering um, uh, one doing road shows, two uh, to check one. Uh, what, what are the, what, how are the conditions in this? Uh, we call them PSOPP, uh, public schools on uh, privately uh, owned property. Um, now we 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 intend to do because this was this served as a tip of an iceberg. We and we intend to do roadshows to check these facilities and see whether they are paying according to what is uh, on the book. For instance, are we getting fish uh, for the money that we are, what, that we are, that is supposed to, that we are supposed to get it with, and or are we not getting what we are supposed to get it um, for? So um, we are not only focusing on the school now. We have established a team that will also look at all the provincial schools that are in private property. In fact, uh, uh, schools that were renting from, from, from people to check whether these schools are really up to what we are paying for or not. Should they not be, uh, we are not going to conduct this uh, as, as two individuals. It's going to be a multidisciplinary team, people from legal services, people from, 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 from uh, school, hostel norms and, and standards, infrastructure and whatnot, so that when they give a report, such report can 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 in detail or uh, give a detailed recommendation of what needs to be done. Because, for instance, those that are after from legal service will be able to say, in terms of the contract, did you stick to what we agreed upon? If not, what should be the, the recourse that should be taken by the department to rescue itself from this quagmire, number one? Number two, those that are from infrastructure will check whether this, the, the actual infrastructure is suitable for that. Number three, as per the contract, uh, of course. Number four, you will also uh, involve uh, issues like your governance to check the participation of the uh, community in the form of SGP and or the school leadership to, to, to in, in dealing with these issues. If they have not been, why not? What are the reasons? Because remember, uh, there is a, a mutual there is a mutual trust that we are operating from here. When we are, when we when we appoint you as a, as a as a school principal, we appoint you based on mutual trust that we are going to run the school on our behalf and not do anything. Um, that is adverse. Number one, number two. Equally, as an inspector and or an ETO, we appoint you so that you, uh, based on mutual trust, that you will work for your country and ensure that the schools that are supposed to be providing this are doing that as per uh, the, the, the norms and standards. So that's why I'm saying to you, we have a multidisciplinary team that will quickly provide us with a preliminary report. Subsequent to that, we'll take actions uh, before the actual investigation takes place to ensure that these kids, these kids are rescued from this situation. Well, while we dither, the children will suffer, the learners will suffer. We appreciate you joining us on Behind the Herald Headlines again today. We will keep an eye on the story. Mali M. Tima from the Eastern Cape Education Department. Have a great day. Thanks, man. You're welcome. We're focusing on the disturbing story involving Sindawanya Primary School. It's a farm school just outside Karecha. Reports on heraldlive.co.za detailing shocking situations and facilities at the school, which include a number of grades, different grades being taught in a rickety school bus, which they sometimes have to share with monkeys and with snakes. Now, an inspection of the school earlier this week was arranged by the Kula Community Development Project. Their chair, Petros Majola, joins us on Behind the Herald headlines now. Mr. Majola, we appreciate your time. It's a very, very disturbing situation that you discovered. Tell us what happened. Very disturbing indeed. Uh, I was also 
uh, invited to come and see the situation by the Dutch Association and the UTNEC. So I responded to that. Um, I also informed the Department of Education that I'll be in that school. What I have seen there is, is so terrible. And I began to ask myself, how do these kids cope in that environment? Uh, because even if uh, I looked at the bus uh, that is being used as a classroom, there is not even an emergency exit. So if something can happen while kids are still inside, they won't be able to escape. Um, so what we are doing to the department, I know the Department of Education and I trust some of them because I know when the NEC, if you speak to him, he listens. Now what we are saying to him is that even if the place is a private property, uh, we are not expecting the department to build a permanent structure, but we want them to bring the precepts. Because it's a multi-grade uh, teaching where you would have grade R, grade 1, grade 2, grade 3 in one class. It's very confusing. So, and therefore, only to teach us because of the uh, uh, post professional norm of the Department of Education that one teacher, 35 learners. So now they've got 79, so they qualify for two, for two educators. But we are calling upon the Department of Education to look at these things because they have got some officials. There are some EDOs, the district directors, the other officials. What are they doing? Because, I mean, when you visit that school as an EDO, can't the EDO see that there is a problem here that needs to be addressed? So we are saying to them, let us help those kids. We want the precepts so that the classes can be separated, can be separated as opposed to this multi-grade teaching. What has the reaction been from the department to your communication? That worries again from the Department of Education is that they don't answer. You can send them as many WhatsApp messages, emails as possible, but they will never answer. Because in this one, when I interacted with them yesterday, they mentioned that they're only renting in the farm. So the building that is there is being provided for by the owner of the farm. And theirs was to say, use your the existing buildings. We will pay you for the rental to accommodate children uh, from uh, the same proximity as the farm. But uh, what I was saying to them is that, look, even if you are renting the property, but you have a responsibility of creating conducive teaching and learning environment for children. So they, uh, I tell them not to start running away, but to face the reality and work towards finding a working solution. Now, the department tell us, Mr. Majola, that they're going to launch an investigation. That will take time. In the meantime, the learners continue to suffer. What do you see as an immediate solution? The erection of prefab classrooms? What else? The prefab will, will, will assist. Then it can go parallel because the department, when they launch the investigation, they take some years. So and they will never come back with an answer. We've got cases of corporal punishment. We've got cases of children impregnated by educators. And the department would launch the investigation and never come back. So in this one, we don't want the investigation. What are they going to investigate? Because kids are there. There are no classrooms. The old bus is there. 
what, 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 what would you investigate when you are standing in front of the old bus? Yeah, that, I would understand them if, if they were saying, we are told that there is an old bus that has been uh, converted into being a classroom, but we don't see it. So we will start our own investigation. But the bus is there. So, and kids are there. There's nothing to investigate. They have to act. Period. Will you be engaging with National Education Minister Angie Mochekha? Because it clearly seems that the minimum norms and standards for state schools has been violated. It's not happening at Sindawanya. We always talk to the local leader, that is the Honorable MEC. And for now, we will not go to the National Minister because the MEC uh, has promised that he will look into the matter. We will only go to the minister when we see that there is no response from the department. But for now, we will trust them and we'll give them time. But the time that we'll give them, it's a week, not a month. Because those kids are still there. They love school. They love their books. But the situation, look, the other child was uh, telling me of a story where a monkey came straight to her and it took away her plant and it ran away. Now, that is a fun. We need to make sure that they beef up the security. Uh, there is uh, the internet or, or the signal for the, for, the, for the mobile phones and stuff. There is proper classrooms. And there will be proper classrooms. We want to see change immediately. In addition to education regulations being violated, there's also, as you point out, the fact that health and safety regulations aren't being adhered to. There is no emergency exit on this old rickety bus and it could topple over or, heaven forbid, something else happen. There's no emergency exit. So many things to concern us here. I would imagine you've also engaged with the school teachers and the school principal. Have you had any reaction from their side? What would they like to see happen? Yeah, but it's not easy for them to speak. Although I explained that I am not from the media, I'm from a child rights organization, um, they, they find it very difficult to to teach. I remember the other one even said, you may ask a question and then a child doesn't say what you expected to say because that child was listening when you were teaching another grade. And I, I, I once said, look, grade R to grade, maybe grade three, four, in, in one class simply means that when you teach a child who is in grade one can understand what is being taught in grade three. So those kids can pass grade one, two, three in one year because you are teaching in their presence. So the teachers find it very, very difficult. And also, they, they mentioned that even if a child can get sick, it wouldn't be easy or possible for the school to call the ambulance, to call the parents, because once you are in that farm, you are disconnected. You don't even have to take a phone and put it on flight mode. It is on flight mode the moment you enter the school premises. Well, it's very disturbing, Mr. Majala, that 28 years after democracy came to South Africa, we still have children in this country being taught in an old broken bus. Thank you for bringing the matter to light. We hope to catch up with you again soon, and we appreciate you joining us today on Behind the Herald Headlines with Darren Mann. Mr. Petros Majala, he's from the Kula Community Development Project. Have a good day, sir. 
That was today's edition of Behind the Herald Headlines with Darren Mann.